What is up, guys? Welcome to the Kings of CONCACAF podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and today we're going to be talking about the U.S. men's national team for dummies. So, I know many of you, if you are listening, are already into the U.S. men's national team, but I'm hoping that by me talking about this, more people can get into the U.S. men's national team And if you are a fan and you want your friend to get into the U.S. Men's National Team or whatever, you can send them this. And it's just a quick way of, um, you know, the basics of the U.S. Men's National Team. So because it's the basics and it's for dummies, I'm going to try to make this um, a quicker episode so that um, your friends or your family or whoever you're trying to get interested in or if you yourself are trying to get interested in, you can watch it slash listen without feeling overly bored um, with the little details like someone um, as myself would enjoy these small details because I'm interested already. So to start off, the first person we're going to talk about is Christian Pulisic. So he is the original, the OG. He's the um, the promised child of the U.S. men's national team. He is um, the best player and um, basically everyone, um, if you know soccer, even in the world, you're going to know who Christian Pulisic is, not even if you're just an American. Most Americans know who he is, but overall, you're probably going to know who Christian Pulisic is if you like soccer, even if you uh, live in a different country. Second, there's this, the second group of players who are not quite as um, well-known, I guess you could say. They're, at the, I guess, second tier when it comes to players of the U.S. men's national team, and that would be Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, and John Brooks. So, talent-wise, they are second tier, but I only mentioned these three names because they also have been around for longer. John Brooks has been around since um, the early 2010s. He was part of the 2014 World Cup. Tyler Adams has been around since 2017. And Weston McKinney has also been around at the similar um, time frame as Tyler Adams. Um, Weston McKinney plays center mid. Tyler Adams plays center mid, but in a defensive role. And John Brooks plays center back. Then the next group of players. These are young guys who have um, made it on the roster, played really well, um, and are you know fantastic players. First, winger slash center mid in an attacking role, Gio Reyna. He was introduced in the team in the late 2020, so he's been around for about a year. Um, so he's new. I almost didn't include him in this because he has... Bade played in just about every game that he could um, besides the Gold Cup since he's been a part of the team um, and then he got injured. So, um, But my point is there is that he has played a decent amount of games so I almost didn't include him in this new, um, in this young category but because he hasn't officially been um, on the team for a year I included him in this category. Next, Ricardo Pepe. Ricardo Pepe is a fantastic player he has played in um, 
I think four games now for the U.S. men's national team. He scored three goals, um, had a couple assists. He's a fantastic talent. And if you um, are into the U.S. men's national team, or starting to get into the U.S. men's national team, I should say, he is someone that you should follow. Um, also, something to note here, Ricardo Pepe is a dual national, which means he could play for the for Mexico or USA, and he chose USA, which does not normally happen. Most USA-Mexico players end up choosing Mexico, so that is something to note. Um, next player in this young category is Brendan Aronson. He is someone that um, actually made his debut almost two years ago, but he wasn't really... Um, an, a player that made got consistent minutes or even consistent call-ups until um, this summer. So that's why I'm including him in this category. He's a fantastic player. Um, he has, I think, five goals, four assists in maybe 12 or 13 games. So that's a fantastic record there. Um, he is uh, a player that plays with a lot of energy. So he is someone that you also should follow because he scores a lot, assists a lot and is a young player. Next, Yunus Musa. He is a player that is um, very new to the team, like Ricardo Pepe, only has a couple caps, um, but when he has come and played, he's impressed a lot. Um, yeah. Next player is Miles Robinson. He is a player that is a center back. Um, also, I didn't, just to back up a uh, Tad Brennan Aronson is a winger and Eunice Musa is a center mid. All right, Miles Robinson, center back. He is the first um, player that I've mentioned that played in the Gold Cup. So he basically got his, not necessarily fame, but he got his notoriety um, and his respect, I guess you could say, from playing in the Gold Cup because he played so well. And he um, impressed and basically earned himself a spot on the U.S. men's national team um, for the time being. Also, quick note, for those of you who don't know, the Gold Cup is normally a team that is not many European-based players because of the fact that um, it occurs during training camp for European teams. So if you play in Europe... Um, it's common that you don't play uh, in this Gold Cup because you don't want to miss training camp for your European squad. So that's something else to note. Next category is these are guys that aren't necessarily new to the team. They're not necessarily veterans to the team. They're just solid players um, that, uh, you know, have performed. First, Serginio Dest. He is a right back and... He um, is probably the most flashy player that we have. He is a guy that scores bangers, um, scores fantastic goals. He had a, an unbelievable goal against Costa Rica um, a couple weeks back. He is someone that is, um, I mean, he's fantastic. Next, Anthony Robinson. He's a left back. He is um, another guy that plays with a lot of energy. He is a winger. He score. He scores. He assists. Um, he kind of does it all. He's really solidified his starting spot in the past um, maybe month or so. Next, Zach Steffen. He is a goalie. Um, I could have included him in that Weston, Tyler Adams, and John Brooks because he is pretty um, 
experience, but I, the only reason I didn't was because, um, he didn't really, he hasn't really gotten consistent minutes at that goalkeeper position, um, until, until more recently. Next, Tim Weah, he's a winger, um, the son of George Weah, so if you know anything about, um, soccer, but not necessarily the U.S. Men's National Team, I'm sure you know who George Weah is. He was once the, um, uh, World Soccer Player of the Year, and, um, Tim Weah, I don't think it's quite as good as George Weah, but he is a very good player. And then finally, Matt Turner. Matt Turner could have been included in the young, new category, but um, I didn't include him because he has um, been part of the team for a little bit longer than those guys have, even though he not necessarily has played as much as some of those guys, but he has been kind of part of the pool for um, just as long, if not longer, than some of those guys. Next, these are young guys. Um, that are part of the team, but haven't quite proven themselves. They played well when they have played, but they're not quite at that level where they're consistent starters or even consistent off the uh, starter, uh, consistent minutes off the bench. Sorry. Um, first, Chris Richards. He is a guy who I believe will one day become our starting center back um, for the US Men's National Team, but he's still very young. Has only had, I think, three caps. Um, for the U.S. Men's National Team. Also, I should back up. If you're not aware, caps means appearances. So when I say caps, that means appearances. So Chris Richards, center back, three appearances for the U.S. Men's National Team. Then, Jean-Luc Abusio. He is a midfielder, center mid, who um, is a great passer. He is good at dribbling, has a great shot. Um, still pretty young, played in the Gold Cup. Played well in the Gold Cup, but he he still has something to prove. Next, Matthew Hoppy. Um, he is a winger or a striker, and he was a member of the Gold Cup squad. Scored a, a, a winning goal against um, Jamaica, I believe it was. And uh, he's flashy. He plays with a lot of heart. Um, people like him a lot because he is not afraid of anyone in the game against Mexico. He was, um, you know, played with a lot of grit, you know, got in people's faces. We're, we're not afraid of um, the Mexico-USA rivalry. He definitely embraced it. All right, moving on to the next category, Euro snobs. So um, lots of people in the U.S. men's national team community call um, fans who just like European-based players Euro snobs. So most of the players that I have... Um, um, you know, said in the previous couple sections were mostly players that played in the um, European leagues. Uh, Ricardo Pepe is one that doesn't. Miles Robinson is one that doesn't. And Matt Turner is one that doesn't. Those are three players that I mentioned that don't. But I will say all three of those players are rumored to be leaving to go to a European club. So with the MLS players that I'm going to name, which is the league that America, if you play in America, you play in the MLS. And these players that I'm going to name are um, part of the squad, but they do play in the MLS and they don't necessarily always play super well. I'm not going to talk much about them, I'm just going to talk about them and their position. Sebastian Legette, he plays as a center mid, 
Um, not a fan. Lots of people think that he might not no longer have a spot in the team. Kellen Acosta, he plays as a defensive center mid, and um, he is someone that is okay, but um, not great. Paul Ariola, he plays as a winger. Um, similar, high work rate, not a terrible player, but technically, technically speaking, not that great. Christian Roldan, um, he is a, a winger slash attacking midfielder type role. He is not very good. He has a high work rate, but similar to Paul Ariola, technically not that great. Jossie Zardes is a striker. Um, he is not that great. He did score um, a couple big goals in the Gold Cup, but I will say um, not ever super impressed by his um, performances. Um, so yeah, Jackson Ewell, center mid, um, was a pretty big part of the squad for the summer, but he hasn't been called in or played in the last two camps, so we'll see what his um, the situation is um, from here on out. Then And then finally, Walker Zimmerman. He is actually a pretty good center back. Um, actually don't mind when he plays, and um, he is someone that, of the MLS players that I didn't name above, um, or I'll name later in the um, in the sections. Uh, he is probably the best of those MLS players that I just named. All right, so we're gonna then talk about um, a couple players that I didn't mention yet are part of the team, but they're not necessarily um, always part of the team. Ethan Horvath, he's a goalie. He was the hero of the Nations League final in the summer. So if you are trying to impress your friends and you haven't watched any, um, you know, U.S. men's national team over the past, you know, however long, say Ethan Horvath is the hero, he's the GOAT, and you'll you'll probably get a laugh out of your friends because they'll know what you're talking about. Then Mark McKenzie, he is a center back. He is um, decent. He is not necessarily exceptional, but he's not... Um, bad by any means either. He normally doesn't make a lot of mistakes um, except for in the Nations League final. He did cause a goal in the first two minutes, which is not great, but I will say he is pretty solid um, center back and he does also play in Europe. Then Daryl DK. He is a guy that um, played in Europe. He went out on loan um, to Europe uh, last year. He played um, exceptionally well there but then didn't um, impress that much when he came to the U.S. men's national team. Um, So we'll see if he gets called in again, um, depending on his form, depending on if he can score goals. He's been scoring goals now that he's back in the MLS, but um, he has to continue to prove himself to be able to get that call up again. Tim Ream. I almost jokingly put him in the MLS category um, because he is not good at all. He's old. He gets beat on um, just about every, uh, you know, one v one or any defensive situation that he's put in, and that's not good because he is a center back. Um, and also, I will say, if you're listening to this and you uh, like the ML- uh, the U.S. Men's National Team, you will get that Tim Ream joke um, about putting him in the MLS category because he's just about an MLS center back. Next, Josh Sargent. Josh Sardin is someone that came onto the scene, scored a few goals um, 
but hasn't necessarily produced since then. I think he has three goals in, I don't know, maybe 15 appearances, 18 appearances, whatever. I don't know the exact um, statistics, but it's not great for um, someone who is playing striker and played pretty often. Um, he's not a bad player. I, I think that he's still young, so I think he will develop, and I think that he will be back in the team more consistently um, in the future. But um, he is someone that, uh, you know, hasn't necessarily lived up to his uh, previous hype. Next, Jordan Peefock. He is someone that's a little bit older of the group. He's not quite 30. I think he's maybe 26, 27. Um, he's okay. He he scores for his club team, but he doesn't normally ever do that much um, for the U.S. men's national team. He's also a striker. Um, and then finally, DeAndre Yedlin. He is someone that has a lot of experience, but I didn't include him up in the other sections because he doesn't um, exactly p- always get in the camps. Um, he was part of that 2014 squad, and he is someone that is uh, has a, a spot maybe in the team from here on out, at least for, for now, not here on out, but I think for the next maybe year, he is someone that um, probably has a spot, at least um, sporadically. Okay, final um, category for the U.S. men's national team for dummies. This is a more fun category. I'm not even going to um, go into these guys at all. Um, I'll just say who they are and why they're important. I guess that will be going into them, but I'm not going to go into them in depth really at all. Um, So these are a group of players that are young prospects and they have not really played at all for the U.S. men's national team. Um, So if you want to impress your friends and start naming off these guys that they have no idea how you would know, these are the guys you would name. These are not all of them. These are just a couple. So, Kevin Paredes, um, center defensive mid, DC United. Caden Clark, center mid, Red Bulls. Ricky Ledesma, he plays like a center, like attacking mid role occasionally on the wing for PSV. Um, yeah, Leon Flock, he is a center defensive mid slash center mid for the Philadelphia Union. Justin Che, he is a center back slash right back for FC Dallas, and he also um, at one point played for um, FC Bayern. Leonard Maloney is a center back for Borussia Dortmund. And finally, Dante Seeley is a striker for PSV. He plays on the second team of PSV, but he is gaining a lot of traction and um, fame, I guess you could say, because he's been scoring goals for them. So that kind of wraps everything up. I named a lot of players. I try to keep it short. It is I'm at 19 something um, minutes right now. So if you lost interest, I'm sorry. But halfway through, um, I say I probably got all the players that are really important before those MLS group. Those are the ones that are really important. Those are the ones you should know. And if you don't know any of the rest, it's not necessarily the end of the world. Okay, that does it. Um, That was U.S. Men's National Team for Dummies. I'm your host, Nate, and I will talk to you next time.